Hello, I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. <laughs> I'm Ian Simmons. <laughs> and this is 90 Under 90. <laughs> Sounds so defeated. No, it's not like that. You want to do it again? No. <laughs> <laughs> then keep going. Huh? Then keep going. With what? The intro. Oh, we're not done with it yet. We're almost uh, at the finish line here. Dan is uh, checked out mentally. <laughs> what we're, starting this, we're doing this all over no, again. No, 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 no. Uh, 90 movies. Under 90 minutes. <laughs> Professional start to this episode we possibly could have had. You want to do it over? No, that's okay. You good? You, I don't want to do is, it over. I want just. I just want the internet to know that it's your fault that it's not. <laughs> it's nobody's fault. It's <laughs> true about anything. Okay, today on our show, clocking in at 85 minutes, we are talking about 2008's Cloverfield, directed by Matt Reeves, mm-hmm. as suggested to us by at errorlessquill9 on Twitter. His name is Braden Young, a listener who. Uh, Tweeted into ninety under ninety. Don't dox him, bro. What do you mean? I'm, 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 I'm just the first and last name, man. It's on his it Twitter profile. It's all it takes these you days. You know what, man? man? That's up to him. Braid errorless quill nine. Ninety uh, movies. <laughs> that, like, um, no, to get back on track, it's that easy, guys. Like listening, I don't know how many fucking people listen to this show but like all you have to do is tweet in and just say if it's under 90 and if it was released in theaters we'll do it yeah and this was uh this was a movie that was on our list already we were gonna do it in the next round of 90 but i mean he recommended it so hey like why not uh why not give the public or at least one person (laughs) who i will no longer name by first and last name (laughs) i'm just why not give uh why not give uh that person what they want and he also uh recommended another movie that i added to the list that i have since forgotten this guy's curating our whole show now don't be so don't be afraid of doxing because who's to say that's his real name that he's got on his twitter profile right Right, right. You know what? I'm uh, Butt McWieners on uh, Reddit. I think <laughs> that's unfair though, because I did I did know a guy named that named Butrude McWieners. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, no offense to the McWieners family <laughs> estate. So we're talking about Cloverfield. <laughs> Matt Reeves, the man who will uh, be taking over the Bat franchise. Yeah. Um, this was uh, the first movie. I I haven't seen uh, any. Well, I saw the first Planet of the Apes, but he didn't direct that no, one. Right? He no, not. he just did he the did last two, two and three. I did not see either of those. You, Ian? Yes, uh, I'm a huge fan of the first one uh, mm-hmm. and the, the third one. one. Mm-hmm. The second one I hated. Yeah, I was. I turned off the second one. Dawn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, War. Did you see War? Mm-mm. Oh man, gotta watch War. Good. Yeah. Yeah, Another I, great Woody Harrelson performance. Really? Yeah. Uh, you Harrelson's awesome. Uh, and past and future, and gu- future guest uh, Kevin Kurtzman was praising War. I think it was one of his favorite of the year. So I definitely got to check out War. <laughs> oh, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> oh, <my cat. laughs> That's all right. He's got a kitty here. Um, <laughs> we Matt all, Reeves. We're all cat homes. Uh, he, he's like, it should be, nah, no shade to Matt Reeves, but friend of JJ's. It should be in parentheses. <laughs> and this is credit here. Uh, I don't know where he would be without JJ and maybe vice versa because they kind of came up together in the 90s. Mm. Um, uh, Felicity, they worked on together. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, uh, Matt Reeves, I believe, was a writer and JJ, wasn't he the sh- creator, showrunner of I, Felicity? That, that sounds like a checks out. Felicity. And uh, Matt Reeves directed and wrote The Pallbearer, 
Oh with yeah, David Schwimmer. <laughs> David Schwimmer with that Sir was... David Schwimmer. <laughs> we joke around that he was knighted for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I dub these uh, David Schwimmer. Thanks, thank you so oh. much. This is a great honor. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like Matt Reeves is friends of JJ, and if you had like a Mount Rushmore of Gen X subversive filmmakers i think the fourth slot is kind of tbd but i'll give it a shot i'd say jj matt reeves ryan johnson and maybe colin trevorrow but it's too early to, to basically everyone who's kind of hovering around franchises with right the now, little inscription or in that says uh, fuck you we're gen x you know <laughs> and we don't care that's the matt reeves is one of them but he's like a minor offender and we'll see what he does with this the batman with uh battinson I, for one, not to digress too much, think we're in for a, a patents a patent sense mm. when that movie comes out. People are going to come around. Everybody who doesn't like him are going to say, he's not that bad. Here's the thing. I mean, d- d- just the Batman casting in general is notorious for like, fuck, that's a terrible idea. Wow, that turned out to be a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know what? Just give it a few, uh, give it a year or two and we'll we'll all know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I think uh, the problem with the patent science is that what you're saying uh the people who are already dialed into him would be like the patent science happened like a decade ago that's like, true because <laughs> he's been he's yeah. been sort of off the grid as far as like the big you know franchise movies like twilight and then there's people who think oh my god he, he did twilight and then he's coming back 12 years later to do batman no he's been steadily working in pretty awesome like independent roles he, for guys like me he's never really had that credibility and then good time kind of hit for us i don't know and now I, f- I just feel like he's on the cusp of all around unanimous uh, well, thumbs up. As someone who's never seen a Twilight movie, my take on him was always like, he looks ill. Somebody should, <laughs> somebody should like give him a sandwich and like maybe you know get him yeah. get him some sun. He he seems like he hasn't seen some sun in a while, yeah. which I guess is perfect for Bruce Wayne. Um, so you know, uh, if you want, I I have most of the Twilight movies on, no, that's on okay. high definition. That's okay. I lend it to you. I'm good. Oh, change your life. Or... Thank you. I won't. I won't settle for less than 4K. Oh, I'm sorry. Ah. It's just Blu-ray. I haven't. I haven't upgraded yet. God, no, not gonna work. Okay, I apologize. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> so st- speaking of monsters that roam around in the dark, yeah, yeah. we're here to talk about Cloverfield. Can we talk a yeah, little? Yeah, we're here bit? to talk about Rampage, uh, p- part one, uh, Cloverfield. <laughs> oh. That's. Can we? Talk a little bit about this, how how strange this franchise is, and I'm not even sure where they're going with right? it. Right? Yeah, if I had to. I had to. Else, yeah, I had to do a little dip, a little bit of a dive, not one a deep is, dive. One is one. One is it is what here's it is. My, here's what it is. Here's they got into a pitch meeting. They said Godzilla meets Blair Witch. They said good, and they said, "What do you want to do for the next 55 minutes?" They said, "You want to talk about our roots to how we got here?" <laughs> well, I took uh, Hacienda Drive. What do you do? Is you take a Rodeo? And that's how they fucking handled that. But the second one, what do you read about the second one? Well, the second one, my understanding of it was, I mean, I knew 10 Cloverfield Lane. I based on that title, I was like, "Okay, so this is obviously in the Cloverfield franchise and Having never seen the first one, I didn't seek out the second one. Surely, and my this, understanding yeah. of it was that it was something that was taking place during the the events of Cloverfield, but I didn't realize that it was like nowhere near there. A like, side cool. Y- yeah, I thought that's what I thought it was like some suburban town in like Queens or something like mm. that where this event was happening. But no, it like takes place in Texas or something like that. It's like it has it's not connected that much it's not it's not clear 
if or how it's connected. I call them paraquels, sir. Oh. Um, Parallel sequels. Yes. Gotcha. Mm. Um, Many of the Saw movies are exactly uh, yes, that. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Saw 4, the genius of Saw 4. Um, Sidequel just sounds like something you take to go to sleep, <laughs> which some <laughs> yeah. of these Cloverfield movies. Anyway, um, but yeah, it's if you haven't seen 10 Cloverfield, Lane, I don't know how much you care. Well, I like John Goodman, so I saw the trailer and I was like, I would see that if I saw the original Cloverfield. So now I don't know what's going on, well, but like, thing is, you don't need to. And, yeah, and that's what I've now learned. Yeah, right. And even when you find out how it's all connected, it's so tenuous that they might as well just be separate exactly. movies, right? And then there's the uh, the Cloverfield paradox, which came out on Netflix right. last year. Yeah, got shit on by a lot of people. I loved it. Yeah, like and. It is one of those movies that I, I feel like I read this when it came out, but I don't remember if it's true or not, uh, that it's one of those things where there's a script floating around and it gets passed around and passed around and someone says, hey, we could just tack this franchise on. Right. It's it. like what happened to the Die Hard movies eventually. It's yeah, like it, it, it's somebody was just like, well, we have this action movie that nobody wants to make. But if we throw John McClane in it, then right. like, OK, yeah, cool. <laughs> Die Hard with a vengeance. There you go. It has yeah. nothing to do with the first two movies. <laughs> exactly. Which really but kinda, I like it. It opens it up to like pretty much anything like. Well, uh, I got this uh, Western script here. Th- call it fucking 1800s Cloverfield. We'll have a shootout, and, and it has nothing. And then at the, the end, we'll tack in a CG Cloverfield monster that destroys yeah, the town. Or something that gets planted in the ocean that then like grows. Uh, a my question is because I didn't see Paradox. Did they even explain yet why it's fucking called Cloverfield? Um, that well, yeah, they kind of explain it in well, not it took three movies. Well, no, th- I, I feel like they explain it kind of in the first one. Okay, you'll have um, to explain to me. Okay, and it's it's not really an excla- ex- exclamation or an explanation, but when you open up the uh, the Department of Defense uh, you know, tape that they're or the the video that they're yeah, running like all the, the, the found footage through. Mm-hmm. Um, it talks about, I think Cloverfield is just the name of like the operation. It's just like a, that, go- yeah. like a government code name. That doesn't explain it for me. You could call it Operation Clown Penis and it would right, still be like, why they call it Clown but Penis? It's, it's that kind of, well, yeah, it, it explains it. <laughs> I think that there would be more questions than it would. <laughs> but I do want to see Operation Clown Penis, perhaps on a, on a, a double <laughs> cl- bill with Operation Dumbo Drop. <laughs> I want to see the Clown Penis Paradox is what I want to see <laughs> because I want to know what... Uh, what is paradoxical about this? Uh, but like, I think you can find that on Pornhub. Spoilers, yeah. Jer, in two. <laughs> why did you give me that? Because I'm kind of worked up about this Cloverfield business. Cause, you know why? Because I'm not really on board with this Cloverfield business. And, and like two is a great movie on its own. It, it, it has, spoilers, has not, it, they don't explain anything about Clover. They don't explain about the invasion. They just, it's vague. Something is going on outside. Sorry, that's it. I'll, yeah. all somehow, I'll say. somehow it's connected, but not really it's connected. It's a cool movie otherwise. It's yeah. good. Yeah, well, it's, it's a like, backdoor sequel. Like it, it's, a, it's something that it's very, it, it was never it intended is. to be a, it's a very Cloverfield much movie. like uh, Split, spoilers, which happened to be a twist uh, sequel on uh, Unbreakable, except yeah. that was a like revelatory at the end, and with Clo- 10 Cloverfield Lane, it's like, eh, you just shrug. Oh, it's that's the connection. Oh. Right. I mean, I think it it's kind of a hard movie to sell if it's just Mary Elizabeth Winstead is in John Goodman's basement, because You're that right. feels like a very yeah. 2006, was that Alicia Cuthbert movie that, uh, like, Captive or something like <laughs> right. that? It just feels like it's 10 I years too late. You're probably right. But yeah. you tack the Cloverfield, you know, monster onto that. And I'm I'm kind of there with you. Like, when they reveal how it does tie into Cloverfield, mm-hmm. I'm so uninterested. The last five minutes of the movie, if they'd taken that out, I would have been like, this is pretty much a perfect movie. Mm. Um, or there's even a way to incorporate the Cloverfield stuff 
but just I feel like they, they let it go on for a couple of minutes. There's a definite point where they should have cut yeah. and have the audience walking out like, what the fuck? But they just, you know, had to go on and on. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll this conversation is intriguing me enough to actually per perhaps watch the movie. I was hoping that it was under 90 minutes to give us an excuse to <laughs> watch the movie, but it is no, not. No. I, make no mistake, uh, 10 Cloverfield, thumbs up. I give it like an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I'll yeah. watch it and I'll just go into it knowing like this is not going to be connected in any way that means anything to me. There not that go. this movie means anything to me in the first place. I liked this movie, like okay. by the way, but mm -hmm. yeah, like I don't care about a franchise for this movie. Yeah, I think, it, I feel like it is just because this movie made an ungodly amount of money and it was... I think the movie that put the January blockbuster, they made that a thing. Gotcha. Because uh, this came out in January of 2008, and it just, like, destroyed everything. I know I saw it, like, two or three times in the theater. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is, um, I hate to keep going into the background, but it's such an interesting movie. And this was really, like, J.J. Abrams starting to hit the yeah. pocket with everybody, okay? And and that mystery box sort of marketing, mm -hmm. that this was kind of the inception of it, I think, right? Yeah. Remember those little teaser, teaser, teasers in yeah. front of movies for this? Well, you brought up uh, uh, Blair Witch, and I think that's a good template mm -hmm. for it, because I was like nine years before that, but you had all this like, what is this, and, and mm -hmm. you know, is this real, that kind of a thing. Plus, it was playing on the ambiguity of 9-11. I mean, 9-11 is all over this movie. Oh, mm -hmm. God, yeah. Right? It, yeah. Is, it is dripping with 9-11 imagery. And you it's weird because it. we're yeah. so far removed from that now. Yeah, but know. this was only, yeah, seven years out of that? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's definitely in the, the conscience still, mm -hmm. the collective conscience. Because I was having flat, I know we're kind of jumping around, but I'll just say that watching the 9-11 imagery, I, forgot, I was taken back to that moment in time and entertainment where you're like, wait, you can't show that. Mm. You can't show buildings being blown up. And now we've got, you know, the super <laughs> Superman yeah. dragging Zod yeah. and <laughs> punching and him through buildings. We pumped the brakes <laughs> and we kind of scaled back. But because I, I even watching it now, this movie is 2007. 2008. Watch, yeah, it was made in 07, yeah. Watching a building get leveled like that. And now in 2019, I've been kind of programmed with modern television just to think, "Ooh, this is really bad." And I think that's not such a bad thing. No, I mean, the I violence mean, is supposed to hit you pretty hard. You, I mean, culturally, people you play with what is in the consciousness anyway. So it's yeah. like if 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 that is something that is you know people still talk about as a fear or something that's you know still a concern, then obviously it's still it's worth mining a little mm -hmm. bit. But like Abrams, he's become such a force around this era where no pun intended uh, oh yes <laughs> yes where anything that he kind of wills into existence that comes off the dome if it's marketable which it almost is guaranteed to be because he's abrams and it just inherently is because that's the way his mind he's a mini spielberg many have compared to he's just hitting left and right tv and uh I mean, what year of Lost are we on in two thousand eight? Like, it's it's I, yeah, I never watched it. So four season, I think, because Lost, I think Lost came out on four. It's still, so it's, Lost is holding up that. pretty strong. Maybe dipped a little bit. Cloverfield's hitting. Super eights uh, on the horizon. More mystery. Uh, he, I don't know. He's like what I'm saying is he's in a good spot here yeah. for context. But that's about him. And it's funny how people talk more about Abrams than Reeves, the guy who actually fucking made this right. movie. Right. I literally thought that J.J. Abrams directed this movie before. You see Bad Robot slapped on there. You think, oh, yeah. okay. Oh, he directed it. But even though, like, yeah, before even starting the movie, I thought, and then I had to look. I was like, oh, wait, no, fuck. This is Matt Reeves. Okay. Well, I, I, I got to recalibrate here. The pallbearer guy. Yeah. Yeah. The pallbearer guy. <laughs> all right, that's all I want to say. The thing that. I hadn't realized until I watched the end credits last night was it was written by Drew Goddard, who mm -hmm. gave us uh, The Cabin in the Woods, which was mm -hmm. another kind of 
subverting your expectations you know what is this movie kind of a thing and i it made a lot of sense to me because i love the original cloverfield i love cabin in the woods mm. um so yeah let's let's talk about this clever cabin in the woods is uh fantastic and i I don't want at the same. I want and I don't want a sequel because just where it ends, where the fuck do you go? Wait, was there talk of a sequel? The, there's talk that there'll never be a sequel, essentially, <laughs> from the writers because Thank of God. how it ends. Did we ever talk about the Cabin in the Woods uh, DVD lenticular cover? Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> oh, a subject. Wait, that wait, wait, wait. We <laughs> might, we might have, but you can refresh my memory briefly. In Target, I don't know if there's a Target exclusive or whatever, but you walk by, you see, ooh, this Cabin in the Woods blue, uh, DVD, and it's got a lenticular cover, so it changes at the angle. Mm-hmm. It changes from the Cabin in the Woods poster that we've all seen to switching to the chambers that contain all the monsters uh, there. Yeah, so like, yeah, oh, yeah. that if you've never seen the movie, now <laughs> the, the surprise is just dead. There there it is. Is. Have right you there. seen that, Jerry? No. It's oh shoot! It doesn't matter. I don't care enough. Yeah, like, me oh, and Ian okay. are like, because oh. <laughs> so as soon good. as you start talking about like anything that gets too far into horror, I'm just like, I don't care uh, that much. Like, there's there's fun horror, and then there's just like horror that I don't care about. Well, and this most is, most this horror is, I don't care about. This is fun. This is like, I don't know if this is a selling point or a detraction, but it's like meta horror. It's it's taking the horror genre and deconstructing it in a really fun way. It's the new scream. I I said Cabin in the Woods was like. In a way, mm. yeah. Perhaps someday I will. Get <laughs> I'm gonna to do it. perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps uh, I'm gonna do. Yes. I'm gonna cut it. I'm gonna do the quote unquote theatrical cut. I'll cut it under ninety, and we'll do it on this show. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So, Love it. so this movie, Cloverfield. Cloverfield. Don't know why it's called Cloverfield aside from it's a code name. Cool. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let's get into Cloverfield. The movie. Yes. It starts with uh, the your basic color bars. You know, you see on like public access etc after 2 a.m yeah and we cuts to uh a little title card from the department of defense it looks very official it's got a time stamp on it some other little official shit There's at the a bottom government watermark in the background yeah and it says uh this is uh multiple sightings of case referred to as cloverfield quote unquote for no reason uh you in this the the site is us 447 aka central park so now everything is so formally known as central park formally known so it's a militarized zone now uh, what's become of new york we don't know but we're going to see it through the eyes of this home video which is surprisingly pretty steady there was a lot of controversy when this movie came out about people throwing up getting disoriented and no, stuff this looks, like that this looked pretty good a duplass brothers movie is shakier than this one <laughs> I, I i have ex- i've dabbled in the found footage i tried to make it as steady this movie is steadier much steadier so uh i can't shit on the that the yeah. camera work of this movie. I, I wouldn't shit on the camera work of mm. this movie well i mean here's the thing though like this is this was a big budget or not a big budget but it was a big studio release it's paramount right so i don't aside from like blair witch are we in blair witch knockoffs territory now yeah we well, i mean it's it's we're, yeah we're talking like nine years out from blair witch like people blair witch has been around it long enough that Certainly. it was getting knocked off like right away pretty much but i'm yeah, i'm just because i know there's a lot of a lot more found footage after cloverfield came out yeah that's true because this resurgence. was a big studio movie whereas mm-hmm. blair witch was an independent thing that kind of I came think out you're that's i feel a good point i feel like cloverfield kind of defined the genre of found footage whereas like blair witch was like we didn't know what it was when it came right. out everyone like literally would, thought uh, it was real at first and yeah. then it was like oh wait no guys it's all a joke and then we don't we don't know what to name that and then we have this and then yeah. it's like 
found footage. That's what this footage was found. Not only that, but it solidified the like the commercialization of found footage, Cloverfield, because we've seen we, you like you said the modest budget get to that crit that commercial level, but we didn't see that huge budget uh, found footage, I believe, sin- until this movie. Because Abrams says, "Well, what hasn't been done yet? And I'm going to do that." That's yeah, just the throwing the guy Statue of Liberty is. down the street, you know, that kind of a thing. <laughs> that sort of image stays with you, yeah. I, to me, like. And, to be fair, I haven't had enough good looks at the Statue of Liberty. I was looking at that head and we're like, that doesn't even really look like the Statue of uh, Liberty's head. That doesn't pass muster <laughs> at all. Ah, <laughs> uh, that doesn't that doesn't do it for me. I, I I don't really have a gauge for that except what it looked like in Ghostbusters 2. Right. And I think it checks out. Yeah? No. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's uh, on that scale. The well, she wasn't swinging the torch through ceilings, so I was like, yeah. I don't know. It was just the head. I couldn't tell. So, I couldn't tell, you guys. I didn't get a good look at the sandal. <laughs> we open with like that that typical, like the they say what time it is. Whoever's operating the home video camera, even though there's a timestamp and a date, they always say it's 6 Fucking typical dude thinking and everything is interesting, whipping out his camera in the morning. <laughs> Look at outside from my and balcony. It's all shadowy because I'm indoors and that's outdoors. They shoot their girlfriend sleeping a lot. And I did that in my movie, too. I know. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I never saw this movie. It was my first time seeing it. Had I known, I might have changed my beginning, but probably not. Uh, <laughs> fuck. So it's April 27th at 6.42 a.m. This is Beth's dad's place. He's out of town. Who gives a fuck? My name's Rob. Honestly, <laughs> the the first twenty minutes. I like of your the, dialogue better. The first fifteen to twenty minutes of this movie. Uh, that it, was from my movie, by the way. <laughs> the first fifteen to twenty minutes of this movie could be one chapter on the DVD, just called "Who Gives a Fuck?" Because <laughs> until that fucking kaiju shows up, do you? That, no, this is a legitimate question because Reeves is legitimately interested in you investing in these characters at this party. I'm going to jump just a little bit ahead because what we're going to now is now spoilers. What we're watching here is Rob waking up in the morning, shooting his like goddess, like girlfriend, Beth, who's just everything. The cat's pajamas. Yeah. And uh, we cut out of that footage, and it's very jarring. But the only thing that makes that difference is the timestamp. Time stamp. Yeah, it's like a month later. Pay attention to that, because if you don't, you're like, someone else. Wait, I had to rewind. Someone else is operating the camera now. He's shooting somebody else, and they're on their way somewhere. Um, yeah, it cuts to May 22nd. Mm. Which is my wedding anniversary. Oh, yeah. Mine is May 23rd, which is when this movie ends. It was, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was so interesting. Oh, my God. I was like, that's, that's my anniversary. <laughs> oh, shit. Shit went down a few years before I got married. TJ Miller <laughs> dies on May 23rd. That's when I'm going to die. I, and, you know, so, all I can say is thank God fucking TJ Miller dies aw, in this movie. You know, I, I lean pretty hard on Miller, but he's pretty restrained in this movie. He's, he's definitely the most... Uh, the least insufferable, I can say, in this As movie. far as, like, the the camera operator character of the movie... HUD. Heads HUD. Up, heads up display. It, yeah, it's very it's punny. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Well, I think, that's you... where, I think that's why they just... I, I read something, like, when it came out, like, HUD, what kind of a name is that? And they're like, oh, it's, it's short for heads up display. It was like an in-joke. Oh. That's, well, his yeah. name is Hudson. Like, that's his, okay. fr- his first full name. But you have that surrogate, and it's like they're so closely to... They are the camera, which means they are sort of the audience. They are your eyes. You better like that character. And I, like, I kind of like him in this. I don't hate him. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. I, he doesn't do anything to make me go, fuck, it's T.J. Miller being T.J. <laughs> Miller. Yeah, yeah. T.J. Miller. Yeah. You, when you, Rob! When you talk, you hear teeth. 
Am I right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's I don't know how else to put it. I don't know. Uh, the voice of Musinex. I almost spewed coffee all over this microphone. Not anymore. Now it's uh, no. Manzooks, uh, Jason Manzukas, which is just like the like the it's the, the poor man's the audio the, the poor man's audio parallel <laughs> to hey, TJ no, Man. Uh, I love the Zooks, um, but. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, he is Dennis Feinstein, so you know you, you gotta give him that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Rafi from the league, also. But we're jumping around. But uh, what I was gonna say is, Matt Reeves is very interested in making this like a episode of Friends because there's like who slept with who. You slept with who two weeks ago? These are white people. White people drama going on in a loft apartment in New York. Holy shit! No this, one can afford where we are at all. Like, it's impossible. And I've been watching. I just got into Friends like in the last couple months, and it's not. It's f- I know it's my first time. I was gonna say welcome I was to a, 1994. I, was a, I know. I know. I was a friend's devotee back in the day. So welcome to the fold, brother. And it's like I like the show. I think it's it's perfectly harmless except for all the fat and gay jokes. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but you know what? The, that was a product 90s. of its time. Yeah. yeah. And I and here's what I'll say. Matt Reeves, Gen X filmmaker, is sort of uh, the maker of the Paul Bearer, which has David Schwimmer, <laughs> sort of a, a product of his time. He's like he's taking that friend's sort of drama, like where everything is important and they're dumb little world yeah and there we're investing in it because i've been watching because i've been watching friends I, there are times where i'm like this is really interesting about who when is ross gonna hook up with rachel but at the same time in the grand scheme of the world who gives a fuck about <laughs> these four people these that's, five people that's here? honestly yeah like i said the first whole act of this movie until like <laughs> shit really starts to go down I'm, i am like who gives a fuck and i'm also just like who the fuck is this guy that this many people show up to his going away party they're happy to popular. see him leave <laughs> yeah yeah and i'm also like get rid of this asshole. are they purporting that like everyone in new york like has these giant fucking parties like I, is that what new york is like in like fancy lofts yes I, it's I, like I, um Russian doll, except just not as janky. Yeah, on Netflix. It just sidebar. Uh, if you ever want to hear a great analysis of Friends, look up Henry Rollins. He did a stand up in like 1998 really? where he's talking about Friends. It's beautiful. I'd li- okay, I got to check that yeah. out. I like Rollins. Um, so, like I said, we saw the footage of Beth and and Rob, and this movie is about Rob and Beth. They're kind of the the cent- center of the movie. And but we're gonna cut to May twenty second, and now uh, who's operating the camera? It's Rob's brother, Jason, aka Greg Sestero from the room. <laughs> and <If> only <laughs> he's shooting. Uh, what's his name? Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> I did not hit her. That's bullshit. The dude looks like Greg Sestero, um, and he's with his girlfriend Lily. And Lily doesn't really know Rob. She's just kind of started dating Jason. And they're making their way up the stairs. First, they stop off at like a bodega, you know. For some reason, he's shooting everything, I guess, because it's a going away party. Because he's a fucking dude with a camera well, they try in to 2008. It. And he it, thinks that everything is fucking important. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're doing the thing that happens. It's testimonials in, like, is what they try to justify it with to say goodbye. So Rob can watch the footage when he goes to Japan. No, look, we were all this douchebag in the 2000s <laughs> where we had a camera. I'm just that interested was, in you. We had a digital camera camera we're just like no i'm just this is important people are gonna want to see this at some point when we all die <laughs> like uh well, reality bites stuff yeah and matt reeves this is important the fucking matt reeves is a product of friends and reality bites <laughs> yep. and, and the Ooh. paul bearer 
Um, Someone's gonna write a book about that one day. The trajectory of Matt Reeves. I, and uh, like I, the big four. If Colin Trevorrow makes it, I don't know if he will. That's like up in the air. He's, he he might Johnson, be canceled. <laughs> Colin Trevorrow might, might be canceled he, soon. He's got <laughs> one Jurassic World to prove it, and then something else. I think because Episode Nine was supposed to be that. No, the the second thing like tanked, and that's like part of the problem why he got. What was it? I don't remember what it was. That's oh, a, was it World of Tomorrow? Edge of was Tomorrow that, yeah, or something like that? Or was or that no, it was the no. Clooney thing, right? Tomorrowland? Tomorrowland. Was that Trevorrow? Trevor- I don't know. Trevorrowland? I, know, I don't know. Well, that was Brad Bird. No, yeah, oh, yeah, right, that's yeah. right. Damon Lindelof. I got to look up Colin Trevorrow but, uh, to see what was the thing that fucked up well, Colin Trevorrow. <laughs> and also him being an asshole was the other I think what... Uh, oh, you know what it was? It was fucking the Book of Henry. How that's could I it, forget? Yes, yes. Oh, the fucking... Have you seen that, Ian? No, I stayed away. Whoa. We... That might be if we do it a one-off. I know it's kind of been talked to death with like the shit on movie podcast, but yeah. the Book of Henry is such an interesting little thing. That was really what's like Colin yeah. Trevorrow put him in in jail for a while. Yeah, he had yeah he had an ego on Jurassic yeah. World. He's like Spielberg fucking chose me. Oh no, <laughs> that's yeah. my uh, Colin Trevorrow impression. <laughs> Spielberg fucking chose me. Jesus. And then they're like, like Ian's kids were here. <laughs> Just hear <laughs> chair screaming in the other. And they fucking chose me. <laughs> the cat's like, what's then, going on? You sound like a drunk T.J. Miller. <laughs> yeah, and then he they, chose just, me. Sorry, he <laughs> fucking <laughs> chose me. That's pretty good. Yeah, I have to calibrate because like he's got one of those raspy voices. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not gonna. <laughs> Sorry, anyway. but Trevor, yeah, he kind of dug his own. He's, he tranked it a little bit. A little bit. Uh, going back to the movie here. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> to call back, since we're doing a found footage. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there might we as go. well. Um, so they go to the party. Jason, Lily, that's Rob's brother, girlfriend of Rob's brother. They go. It's Ooh, a yeah, going by the away way, party. Jessica Lucas. Mm. She's a. That's the. Uh, that's the. Uh, is that the, Lily? The, that's uh, Lily. Yeah, the one. She's a. She's on Gotham. Okay. Oh, is she on Gotham? Yeah. Because I was wondering, like, because I had a big crush on her back in the day, mm. but I don't know what she was doing now. I don't mm-hmm. watch Gotham. Maybe mm-hmm. I should start. You don't need to start. <laughs> Jared's just. Uh, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just need to finish. Is Jessica, that what you're saying? Jessica. You know who shows up mm. from a different comic series? Briefly, anybody here in this room besides this idiot? I'm pointing to myself. Watch Luke Cage. No. <laughs> no. It's. Season two's fucking horrendous. Season one's not very good either. And he <laughs> plays Shades, like a hitman. Who's he's like um, one of the dudes who's like giving a testimonial. Like he's got his arm around his girlfriend. He's got like a shaved head. And he's all like, hey, Rob, I don't know you very well, but like have a good trip. I'm like, is that fucking Shades? And before like he even comes back, which he doesn't, I look up and I see. Yeah, he's in this. Yeah. And so Shades. He also got the fucking the, the dude from Superstore who plays Jonah. That 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 blue eyed guy that's who walks in with uh, with uh, super uh, Beth, yeah, the, the one that Beth is. Are now you the dating. only one who watches Superstore? Oh my! Well, my wife watches Superstore, <laughs> my and wife. my wife watches Superstore occasionally. <laughs> you know what I say about your Super- wife will love it. This Superstore. Is, here's what I want to say about <laughs> Superstore. It's serviceable. Like yeah. <laughs> that's the most I can say about it. Is like it 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 holds it fills a void a little bit. Mm. Is it customer serviceable? Ah. Sorry, um, no. I know that guy from uh, the Friday the Thirteenth remake. Uh, he got horribly killed in the beginning. Oh, um, well, he deserved it. Yeah. 
What you, you like that remake? Thumbs up, thumb down. Um, I like the part where Julianne uh, Gwill is in bed with the one douchebag guy. <laughs> and he goes, it like it like turns into porn, and he says, "You got perfect nipple symmetry." That's about that, where I checked out. Yeah, I remember. I just watched that recently. He's like, "Oh my god, your 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 tits are like perfect, dude." Yeah, <laughs> he says that. He calls her your tits are like. Perfect, he is the dude. best asshole. That that jock asshole in that movie. And he's got the best name, Travis. I think it's Travis Van Winkle. Oh my god, no relation to Vanilla, Vanilla Ice. By the way, oh Rob, yeah, he should have been in that movie. <laughs> that would have made it better. You know what, Jason, <laughs> you know what the two of them should have done? They should have stopped, collaborate, and listen. Oh, <laughs> so this show's over. Yeah, <laughs> kicking you out. I'm canceled now. <laughs> so we're, we meet T.J. Miller, uh, HUD. Yeah, and uh, he is uh, just a kind of a buddy hanging out at the party on his own. You could tell he's just kind of a, a loser, kind of loner. Maybe you know, loser's harsh, but no, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, fair. he's very antisocial. And he like the brother Jason Greg Sestero gives him the camera, and he says, "You should make a movie." And he goes, "Okay, Mark." <laughs> and he grabs the camera. And he's he like he says he basically outsources it to T.J. Miller. And since T.J.'s kind of like, like, look, I need to be a character in this movie, and no one cares about you, so just yeah, take the camera, man. Yeah. And what? So, okay. <laughs> so I'm how operate. do I operate this thing? <laughs> and yeah, is we this s- the right button? <laughs> <laughs> and we see him. We we see him operating this camera, going around and like just horrible cuts. Like he's yeah. interviewing people and cutting mm-hmm. them off halfway through. He proves to be quite the disaster artist. Uh, oh hi mark (laughs) tj focuses pretty immediately on uh, lizzie kaplan who plays about lizzie who plays yet another uh person who's trying to get her career acting career going (laughs) is it her name marissa uh uh, marlena marlena Marlena? thank you Lizzie Kaplan, I I didn't know she was in this. Yeah, I didn't either. I like her. Uh, she shows up, and, and so does TJ, because he focuses while he's giving like someone else is giving a testimonial. I think it's Jason who gives a shit. He focuses on her, and she's just kind of minding her own. And then somebody said, "You know what? If if she worked for a catering company, this exact character worked for a catering company. That'd be really cool." I well, think if she came out with a, a pink bow tie and a white shirt yeah, on yeah. a tray. We'd have a crossover. <laughs> Adam Scott's being apathetic in the corner. Yeah, I don't care. So who cares about anything? <laughs> so, TJ chickens out talking to Lizzie at first. He, or he thinks he's going to make a beeline to her with the camera, and then he like, immediately turns to this other like redheaded, bearded guy. He's like, what's up? Yeah. yeah, and he's just like, "What's up, man? What's up?" And it cuts. It's good timing. Like uh, one thing I'll say about found footage that it has a beat. Other all other movies is the timing of a good cut. Yep, that's that's really yeah. The only way to get through the first act of a found footage movie is with good cuts, like Funny, good good comedic cuts. Ti- comedically timed cuts. Yeah. Yes, and uh, we cut the, uh, to him asking Lizzie Kaplan. For her testimonial, and it turns out all these people at this party, I think, just wanted to hang out at this sweet loft because they don't really know. Yeah, uh, nobody Rob knows lo- very well. It's fucking so. Who has the money to throw this fucking party together? Are these people paying admission to get into this party? Because that's a lot of wasted Here's booze for thing. people that they don't know. It's friends' rules. They just have this beautiful apartment and a lot of money, and we and don't know why. And a lot of I don't randos. get why like, people some... can't afford these apartments if they spend all their time hanging out at coffee shops, guys. Like, it's, it, we're all doing it. <laughs> Can this be any more flawed? <laughs> 
I'm sorry, I cut you off. Well, I was I was gonna say like there's it's a wide range of people at this party because there's like some older folks there, like people who look like they're forty. I'm like I don't know how old Rob is supposed to be because he's got a big vice president job yeah. that he's doing over in Japan. It's... So these kids all look like they're either twenty three or like twenty eight. <clears throat> I can't get a beat on who like where they are. They're just in that transitional phase. They're they're man. movie twenties. They're, they're, they're Hollywood twenties. Shit out, are. man. <laughs> but like they're very vague about it too, and that's what I thought we were going to kind of get under the surface about because the marketing had to do with this slush show corporation, if I'm not mistaken, with Cloverfield, right? Uh, I don't remember the marketing. I do know that's part of J.J. Abrams' like brand is the slush show. There were thing. a lot of like th- I remember theories and stuff online. There wasn't as much now going on with the subreddits with the butt McWieners and everything <laughs> of the world and everything. But they were talking about how this movie was kind of tied to like a sort of food company called like slush show or chemical company and 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 somehow the monster was man-made which they kind of scratched the surface of through the right. dialogue very and news. very briefly and almost an in a oil very contrived way spilt like. by the statue of liberty is what they say but now i don't know if you guys picked up on the last shot of the movie and what happens there mm. Uh, perhaps they, I don't know. Uh, spoilers: uh, They die. <laughs> it's it's such well, a vague like. I don't know if you know about this. Well, I just I, and then <laughs> give a look like the I, guys know well, what I'm talking cause, about because you know because that was it wasn't. It, I think people were talking about this uh, on like after a couple of viewings. Mm-hmm. There is a detail, and I had to rewind it last night because this is the first time I think that I've really watched this on home video instead of on the big screen. And this, what I'm talking about is a very big screen detail because mm-hmm. you blink and you miss it. It's very small. Okay. But this was not a man-made creature. Oh. It came from above. Oh. Well, I guess we could just cut to it because I'm dragging yeah, it out. No, so yeah, let's just yeah, yeah, yeah. April spoiler alert. April twenty seventh or whenever the original footage is, the mm-hmm. very uh, possibly the last shot of the movie. It goes back to the scene of the two of them like along the boardwalk or whatever, and mm-hmm. they're talking about like it's been a great day. Yeah. Uh, right before that, you get this shot of like the ocean, and mm-hmm. there's like a boat and shit out there. But in the very far distance, you see this thing like, uh, shoot from the sky into the water, and it's a little. Oh. And the idea was that whatever this is came down and like gestated for three weeks. And mm-hmm. then because when we first meet the Cloverfield monster, we see the news report of this tanker that's been capsized. So mm-hmm. it came up from underneath the ocean. Right. And like stormed into New York. And I honestly thought that we were dealing with multiple monsters in this movie because yeah. I thought there was like a sea thing. Because like, yeah, like mm-hmm. a tail kind of like whips through the bridge. Yeah. And I, I didn't realize that that was supposed to be the same monster. At one point, I wasn't quite sure that there were if it was just one monster in the city or if it was multi- like two of them well they don't I well, mean, they got, fairness, he's got baby monsters yeah there's all those little ones <laughs> well in fairness they don't this is such a POV movie mm-hmm. that it's unclear such how many of these things there scope, are yeah. right I, I just feel like as the movie progressed I got the impression like oh it's just one thing like at first it yeah. seemed like there could have been multiple things but then it like through context it seemed like there was just one this is one of those movies where if they wanted they could do whatever they want they could retroactively say that there were multiple monsters and we would buy it wouldn't we Yep, and they could also go back and say that the ancient one was there helping to fight <laughs> them uh, during the attack. For, a, for Endgame, to its credit, you can try and poke as many holes as you want. It's it's pretty solid. If if you accept that uh, time travel is bullshit and that nothing makes sense, um, yes, that movie is solid. Do you? My theory is maybe. I didn't know about this this uh, whole beam from the sky beam thing. It's uh, not a sky beam. It's literally like it looks like someone dropping a pebble in the oh, ocean. I mean, it's, so it's, it's like subtle. watching. A, like I said, I had to go back and look at it because mm-hmm. I'm like, did the Blu-ray take it out? Because I remember mm-hmm. this being a thing. But 
watching it like the second or third time in the theater, I was like, oh, fuck, there it is, because I had read about it online. Someone had told me about it. Here's my little theory, just based on what you said and just based on what I want to do, is that that tanker was a catalyst to something that dropped in the sky. It was both. That's maybe. And maybe there's a bunch of pods in the ocean, and all they need is tankers just to spill all over them, and then they all come. I don't know. It's like an environmental message. And maybe yeah. they could. T- <laughs> the point is, they could take it wherever they want. I don't know if that is the point. But, but instead, we'll make they chose point. to take it to Ten Cloverfield Lane <laughs> and the Cloverfield Paradox to, to limit the scope even more yeah. in the sequel, which is interesting. And to limit it in space is interesting. And I need to see the third one to really comment on this whole franchise and yeah. how much they're giving us. But well, because the second movie implies that there may have been more than one monster, more than one kind of monster. Yeah. What we see at the end of Ten Cloverfield Lane is not what we know as the Cloverfield monster. Good and point. I don't remember how Cloverfield Paradox resolves in terms of the creatures, mm-hmm. but which is to say there are creatures. I can't remember if it's the same one. Gotcha. I felt like the, the, the creature looked very similar to it just looked like a blown up version of the same thing from like a quiet place. Like it's that same kind that of like kind mantis like creature. The Acklay from Yeah, it like <laughs> from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. So so you're I think this was the creature was designed by Neville Page, who I believe was uh, one of the character designers. I can't remember if it's Lucasfilm, but he's very po- popular uh, there it is. Makes sense. He, the Acklay. He, he loves the, Did he design the Acklay? The, the mantis like creatures. I will I'll go hard for the Acklay. The Acklay. What yeah. about the Nexu? Uh, Nexu's pretty cool, but it's too reminiscent of like a polar cat. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. The Acklay's all like a whole, uh, like a crab spider thing. Yeah, it's its own fucking thing. Uh, yeah, this your take, also has Ian, weird your take on things. the Acklay. Um, I don't believe in pig Latin, so uh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> all right. That's all I'll say. Um, so he... What, you're not a fan of the Battle of Geonosis? <laughs> um... <laughs> I am I am a Geonosis style maniac. Um, no, I, I haven't watched the prequels in a long time. I should probably revisit them. That's fine. You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> so Lizzie Kaplan is resistant at first to give her testimonial. She says, Rob, I don't know you very well. And when I did uh, meet you, I was pretty drunk. So you could tell like Lizzie she's not Kaplan quite is, a mess. She's, she's doing just, she's doing the Lizzie Kaplan thing, though. She's got like she's got some things to get in order. Smart ass attitude. And yeah. she's got her own thing going that she's distracted with. And that's Lizzie Kaplan's thing. Yep. <laughs> but she can also be charmingly like those big eyes. She can bite back. But in a way that makes you go, I'm in love with you. That's that's kind of what it is. Oh, yeah. That's it's everything you want. Uh, he, she rejects TJ, walks away. And then Rob comes home, surprise, he's all like, hey, I'm cool, hey, I'm in a suit, I got a new job. Hey, everybody, welcome, thanks for coming to my loft. He got, here's my big speech here. I know about four of you. Uh, <laughs> and then Rob asks, he's only interested if, if Beth is coming. And this is, I'm getting flashes of like rope, like uh, an old, a strange relationship. He's got a party, it's a going away party. He's like, is she coming? And then she does come, but she's with somebody else. Isn't that what exactly yes. what happens in rope? <laughs> no, no, let me tell you something, Rob. I'm going to tell you something, Rob. Are you a VP of the, the Slusho Corporation? <laughs> Did you create this monster, Rob? You thought you could play play God, God, Rob? (laughs) See, now I want to see that movie. Uh, (laughs) The monster does not show up at all. I forgot my hat here. Uh, Wait a minute here. (laughs) There's a monster. There's there's monster (laughs) here. That's right. I was just the other morning. It was, it was like, you know, we got up early and me and Katie were on the couch just like, yeah, I just, uh, <laughs> forgot my hat. <laughs> and she's like, what the fuck? No, she started it. Oh, no. Yeah. I forgot my hat. Yeah, I just, wait a minute here. Yeah. 
Wait a minute, I'm piecing things together here. Audibly. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, if I look at that piece of evidence and combine it with what I know about this piece of evidence, <laughs> it's all connected. Um, Did John Goodman have something to do with it? <laughs> so night progresses the night progresses we get and this is a series through tj miller so it's kind of a unique pers- funny perspective and there's some friends drama going on because rob is like once he sees beth show up with the new guy his name is uh travis <laughs> what it's, is- it's jonah from from superstore that's his character's <laughs> name he's his his name will forever seems be jonah like, travis oh they always this happens a lot it's a cliche seems like a nice guy like a super nice guy very clean cut guy shows up and Did he's like nothing hey, wrong really nice to meet you and the guy's like oh i want to fucking kill you <laughs> and uh he's he's a fuck boy man what are you doing with this guy beth and Rob is sulking, and TJ's shooting him from across the room. He's staring at It's creepy. And then Rob brings up the tape in the cam. He's like, you changed the tape, right, TJ Miller? He's like, yeah, I don't know. So maybe. Uh, there was a tape in there. So. <laughs> and he's like, well, do How do I change the tape? <laughs> and it's, Is this a record button? <laughs> and here's the, my first note so to be a cynic is tape. This is clear as HD, 10, beyond 1080p day, fine, yeah, whatever. Shoots in all forms of light, except dark subway tunnels. Yeah, you can't um, see shit. It still anyway. has night vision, this camera. <laughs> and and the thing is, it cuts back and forth from the... And it's if this is a tape, okay, I guess, between the former tape of Beth and Rob on their trip to Coney Island... The, the, the right. good old days and what's happening with the monster invasion i'm like on an sd card this would not happen there no. wouldn't be like and you see like little footage of, i'm having a good day here at coney no Island. and to be honest Back with you present we, day we reused tapes all the time when we were younger and this, would it cut to shit no this old stuff did, shit once you go back and you start recording over the tape like it's just a device how does the tape movie? then skip forward enough to yeah. have that much from the previous recording, you know, Matt like, Reeves, it, you thought you could make a narrative device based on this technological thing, and it's it's not I, working. I the camera wanna, got blown up, you guys, <laughs> yeah. and everything got all I mean, squirreled around. I don't want right. to call total bullshit on it because it has happened with like old tapes of ours, yeah. but like it was not to this frequency. Like this is a very bad. <laughs> like this camera does not know how to keep a timestamp. That's but the it problem. Looks great. But uh. it looks amazing. <laughs> Although the weird thing is that when this movie, like the first, that opening shot where the mm-hmm. douchebag has a camera and thinks that everything Rob. is important, I was like, oh, like we're actually going with some older looking footage. But then like mm. very quickly, the footage got even clearer. Like it looked to me like a VHS recording at first. Mm. And I was like, that was that's going to be cool. But no, we didn't. We didn't get that much. They like the. Um they like planet terrored it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where did the grain go? Wait a minute. You notice that? Like the first like thirty minutes of Planet Terror's super like they put then all they, the bells and whistles. And they forgot like, to add it. the filter to the rest of the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but still solid. I like it. I liked it too, but yeah, it was that, that kind of a drop off. It's like uh, Oh, come it's on. It's noticeable, yeah. But um Same thing with Death Proof. Death Proof did the same exact yeah, yeah. same problem. The the Chases in that movie look no, amazing. That's just a better reel, so to speak. You know, if you're watching the grinders, that reel's better. All right. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm not in controversy anymore because I have a kid. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's what happens. Have a kid if you get in trouble, guys. If well, you're on the peripheral of trouble, he's fine. He's not a huge. Get married and have a kid. That's that's great advice. <laughs> Beth <laughs> gives a private testimonial in the kitchen to Rob. She tells Rob she's genuinely happy for him. Rob comes in. And like they are, he takes her out during this party. It's a scene. Well, not anymore because they go in the hallway to argue. 
Like, yeah. What are you doing? I can't believe you doing with this with this Victor guy or, or Travis guy <laughs> with Jonah. <laughs> Why is it Victor? <laughs> I don't know. He's <laughs> got a stupid name. It doesn't matter. Victor. So um, and TJ's like, I'm the guy documenting this, and this is this is important too. I need to get into the hallway to see this because the number one question always in why are they shooting? Why are they shooting? And you always justify TJ has to document this. Look yeah, at, that I for mean, the party, sure, but later on, it's like, uh, no, he there's, doesn't. Once again, it's the same thing where it's just like, you should have abandoned this camera a long time ago. The footage <laughs> is no longer important. Unless but, he's in shock. Also, he's an idiot. We yeah, established this. I will yeah. also say that at least the general concept of the camera being there in this movie is better than Chronicle, which is just, oh, no, no, I'm a teenager and I like to record <laughs> stuff. I was just about to say, <laughs> he uses it as a protective layer in Chronicle. I'll argue for that. And this, maybe he's doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, it, it kind of, it feels and I said that in our episode, it kind of um, disjoints you a little bit from this. If you're shooting it instead of being in it, I yeah. don't know. But um, uh, the, they confront Lily. Uh, does she know anything? They like they think that Lily knows something about what's going on between mm-hmm. Rob and and Beth. They seem to have an inkling, so they confront her. They kind of squeeze her for it because she's the girlfriend. Like yeah. I mean, it's like you know, the girl is gonna tell everything to her best friend. Yeah, and, like of course she has information. And it turns out here's the friends twist. Yeah, Ross and Rachel hooked up three weeks ago. Oh, oh my God! Rob and Beth did, and then they're fighting because she brought this new guy. He's like, I thought we had something, even though I'm moving to Japan. What yeah. is going on here? I'm mad, even though i didn't call you yeah he's and he's <laughs> like fuck you he's called a douchebag later uh rightfully so yeah yeah and it's just so weird i don't i feel like even 10 years ago or whatever like that whole thing of hud going around the party telling people that they had sex I'm he like, does yeah. is he 12 years old no. he immediately spills the beans yeah. on that one yeah right but but there, but people are treating it kind of like it's a big deal like oh my that's god that's why I, I like i get flashes of friends like this world is everything to this little world and this it's also because it, world. it's like it's new york so like like i feel i again I, i've never been to new york but like i feel <laughs> like most people would be like who fucking cares who's fucking who like right. yeah. in like in chicago no one gives a shit and we're not like dude i just to, came oh here for God. the free uh, canapes and i'm gonna get the fuck i don't even know rob i think it works for <laughs> slush show but the movie hasn't told me yet i'm yeah. waiting for them to tell me so uh hud tells everybody that yeah it's pretty immature and then beth and travis leave and she's like good luck in japan he's Whatever. Yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah, good, w- good, good luck to you, Jonah. Tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good luck tonight. Good, good luck tonight. So he says. To which is a, which is like a, a like, I wanted to be like, fuck you, <laughs> asshole. You're like a knockoff. I'm supposed Breck to care about Meyer. you. Like, fuck you. I don't care about this. Care. I'm waiting for this guy to die now. Doesn't he kind of look like Breck and Meyer? Like, the, guess if they were maybe cousins, maybe. Um, so anyway, if Breck and Meyer and Tom Hardy had a kid. You know, <laughs> have kind of a he weird seems, single. He's, he seems like Breck and Meyer would be like. Yeah, the cousin that like is kind of jealous of him because like Brecken got the short end of the stick. Not that they're either of them are very attractive, but Brecken's like, oh man, like that's not fair. <laughs> but he does get oh. too enthusiastic. Thumbs down. To you. <laughs> you love Marvin the. Mar- I like Marvin the Martian. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> so the, you want to go play with toys? <laughs> so the bros. The bros talk it out outside, and this is Jason, Greg Sestero, and Rob over a beer, and he's all, and Sestero says to Rob, you're not good enough for Beth. She's like on a pedestal, and you're like a douchebag. Yeah, sorry, have you looked at way. yourself, and have but you looked he, at her? You got lucky once. And he goes, I didn't hit her. That's bullshit. <laughs> I did not. 
And um, they're interrupted by a big tremor. This is the first kind of warning. And I'm like, finally, yeah. finally, I care. Yeah. You know, the, I will comment on the pacing and the, the balance of the movie. Given all this bullshit, I'm kind of glad they didn't immediately throw us in. Like, it might have been too much for me. Like, because I think this movie's just the right balance. Right. Yeah. I mean, this movie has a structure to it, so like yeah. you can't just throw them right into it at the beginning. Like they have to get there. Like <laughs> it has to come to it. Yeah, but this well, yeah. is where it starts, really. Yeah, because I think you've got to set up because it's not a traditional narrative. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're going to have the government person looking at, oh, this is a profile of Rob such and such, and he met this person. Yeah, yada yada. It's it's all totally in camera, so and to speak. So I think that's that's fair. Uh, I am glad that. Once things happen, the shit really hits the fan and doesn't let up. They have very few moments of like quiet and introspection yes. and that kind of thing. No, well, you yeah. do have that one ten minute a shot where Rob is like, "Oh, should I go get fucking? Should I fucking? Was that in the subway? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's just standing there. <laughs> it's a palate cleanser. <laughs> sometimes when I need a breather. Beth! Sometimes when I need a breather, I'll just listen to that audio of that like, scene. I need a moment. Does anyone need to pee? <laughs> Do you need a drink? Okay. Um, okay. Big tremor. People All right, let's continue. Puzzled. They watch the news. There's word of an earthquake in Manhattan. Very curious. Uh, oil tanker capsized at the Statue of Liberty, too. Also curious. On the roof, they discuss the, the madness that's going on. And there's a huge explosion just across the way, just several hundred feet away. Boom. And now people are like, let's get the fuck out of here. And they escape down the stairs out to the street. There's already chaos, people running. And this is flashes of 9-11. You remember that footage of oh, the smoke coming yeah. down? You'll never forget that. It's still, There's nothing more like chasing. If them. you're going to have something take place in the city, there's nothing more chilling than a group of people running away from a pillow of smoke yeah. that's coming towards them, you know? And the only thing to cap it off, maybe to make it scary, is a, a severed Statue of Liberty CGI <laughs> being hurled perfectly down the block and right in front of uh, our main characters. What are the <laughs> odds? <laughs> and also, oh it's God. got... They want the statue. Statue of Liberty, they're here for the statue, guys. <laughs> you bastard. That's Matt Reeves saying, I want Planet of the Apes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that was his mission statement. Like, this is how it starts, you guys. This is going to bleed. These are all prequels to the Planet of the Apes movies. It only took, uh, what, four years to make that happen? That was like he subliminal message. What else is in there? Like, is there a monkey on horseback in this movie? <laughs> there Anywhere? is a horse that's walking around by itself. <gasps> He might have CGI just for the like uh, one screening for the executives, like a little <laughs> like, ape. They're like, just, you know, it's it's just as subtle as the big thing dropping in the in the last it's shot. It's inception. Like, if, you, if you're not looking closely, you can't see the monkey. But Matt Reeves is a genius. <laughs> well, the statue literally had also has these scratch marks in it, which I don't think I'd picked up on. I I thought they were kind of scorch marks at first, but you can see they're they're claw marks. Mm. Something ripped into this thing. And I like how much they dole out the reveal of the monster because that was a big to do in the marketing. Or how much of it are we going to see? And then I remember I didn't see the movie. I just had to hear about people who saw it. And they said, like, yeah, we get a good look at that monster. But I never really knew until now. And I think we what do you guys think? Fair? I think you get you get a good look at the little parasite monsters mm. like a better look at them. Um, and you do see all of the Cloverfield monster, but not 
all at once. It doesn't you just get, like pop out and be like, hey, look, here's a 360 of me. You get like one glory shot where it's like kind of like looking at the camera yeah. almost. And like, hey. <laughs> that was just it. Like, honestly, this movie, like, yeah, there's those shots in the city where I'm just like, oh, is this going to be like signs where they don't show shit <laughs> until like. <laughs> but then the thing about signs is like, once they show the actual alien like standing at the there, party. <laughs> like waiting to jump into the action like a video game character, you know, just kind of like. Mortal like, Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> Fight. <laughs> Um, it's kind of like it's disappointing or you're just like oh that's kind of like I don't I guess I didn't need to see that so yeah I kind of feel like more I feel like this movie showed the exact right amount of of this of this alien yeah Um, this creature especially because at the end where it is looking straight at the camera uh, HUD is looking up at it and it's daylight at this point so it's kind of backlit so you can't see all the features of it but you do see this weird I'm not a fan of the pulsating like brain membrane thing coming out of the top of its head on either side yeah what is it about like alien races that they've evolved to the point where they don't need skulls like yeah like their their brains brains are always exposed their heads Like we don't need it, man. Our brains are that powerful. A skull? You have a skull? That's primitive. <laughs> Jesus. Well, apparently it works for it because the military launches everything at this monster, and yeah. it doesn't. Thick like skin. most of these movies, you'll see like, oh, they shoot a rocket and it loses its eye or something. It's almost yeah. as if the entire thing is armor plated, even the vulnerable like, brain. It's brain like stuff. a cockroach. It's got a real strong exoskeleton. Like <sighs> Drax guess. comes up with his two knives, oh! <laughs> starts stabbing it. He couldn't get it. I single-handedly destroyed the beast. <laughs> if I destroy the skin from the inside, it's weaker. <laughs> um, Drax is awesome. He's the, he's one of the best. Uh, Say bill- whatever you want, Dave Batista. You're you're still. He's safe. Uh, building topples, smoke and debris everywhere again, and like mass destruction. They retreat in like a convenience store. Yay, says Dan Eden. Yeah, I knew that. Stores. I was like, oh, awesome. And then uh, it kind of comes at them. They, they they can't stay. What you get the vibe is, which is good, is a sense of immediate. They can't stay in the same place the, uh, for too long throughout this whole movie, as they shouldn't. Uh and they retreat now, there. Let me let me ask you guys mm-hmm. this: Would you guys immediately um, revert to your knowledge of Jurassic Park and try to stay still in hopes that the animal, the creature, can't see Good you? Good question. Because my like, I, I I'm as I'm watching this, I'm like, I feel like my instincts would be to stay perfectly still and just hope that it doesn't have a sense of smell and like, like quiet place rules. Yeah, <laughs> or Jurassic Park. Yeah, rules. or Jurassic Park. Rules, <laughs> as uh, established. I you know I would say probably not only because one thing this movie establishes I think pretty much throughout is this giant hulking creature is flailing around especially when it's being shot up by the military it's stomping on and clawing through buildings yeah, so true. like the instinct I for me would be to run yeah. because even if it doesn't like reach out and grab me it mm-hmm. might stomp on the building I'm sitting in yeah <laughs> what makes it really terrifying and we haven't quite got there is that even if you take cover in like what you think is a bunker those little fuckers can oh, come yeah. in yeah that that was the the, the 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 sprinkles on this one where i'm yeah. like ah oh, fuck that one's gonna Teach i can't it. stay still now <laughs> at the convenience store and i don't know if this is a vague like like uh, a not matt reeves nodding to frankenstein because tj says rob i saw it it's alive or his words it's alive um hmm. I don't know, maybe a little vague one, but they go back out. I mean, <laughs> two words are kind of hard to I attribute know. to one thing, but, but, know. you know. But, but I it's could alive see that. or, or it could be a reference iconic, to, to uh, Larry Cohen's "It's Alive." Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't get that <laughs> one. Uh, it's uh, never mind. Ian's really old. They, you they guys. go. I am. I'm ancient. <laughs> they go I back. Go take out. my pills. 
they uh, they go back out from the store and they uh, it looks pretty di- looks pretty different now outside. From fire, the sky's smokier. Just the whole aesthetic is just redder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Marlena is fucked up. She kind of comes out looking like a zombie. She's kind of we don't know exactly what happened, but it's not good. And they TJ says, guys, look, I have a camera right here in my hand. We can watch the footage. Yeah, and they do, and that's kind of cool. They don't. Of course, we don't see it, but we right. can infer that they're watching it while we watch Rob and Beth, uh, the footage that was on the original tape of them in Coney Island. Kind a of less clever being movie in love. or a movie that's lazier with the found footage would use this point to pull out of the found footage. And like now yeah. we're now we have a third person camera following these characters as opposed mm. to like, you know, um, but they stick with it. And uh, the point is, uh, it's still here. So we got to get the hell out of Manhattan says Greg Sestero mm-hmm. once we cut back. And uh, the people and the friends, they make their way through uh, the city. Paramedics, are they take screaming victims away in ambulances. Uh, TJ asks Marlena, um, what was that? And he's like, sorry. Like, he's just like, he knows it's not the time to even try yeah. with her. <laughs> they make their way to the Brooklyn Bridge. And on the Brooklyn Bridge, this is kind of a cool sequence. There's a helicopter kind of buzzing up ahead. Uh, tells him to to not to stop, keep moving. Yeah, there's an, the city's being evacuated. Everybody ha- like the helicopters are guiding them out of the city and you know over the bridges. And TJ solidify uh, the the justification. People need to see this behind the camera. He says we need to see this footage, mm-hmm. and but I can buy it. I'm like at this point, I'm like, yep, you guys seem like you're safe. So yeah, you can keep recording for now. Rob gets a hold of Beth on his cell phone. She's hysterical. She can't move, it's apparently. not that funny. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I think it's damn hilarious. Uh, Greg Sestero gets, and this fucking, he gets ro- roomed out of here. I'm trying to make a pun. It's no good. He gets smacked by the giant tail from the ocean. Yeah. Was that what it was? Yeah. Because in the, I think, again, right? I've seen this movie a few times, but this sequence I think to its credit is so visually confusing to me that I thought that the the creature had ripped the bridge in half and like the part of the bridge had part fallen of the bridge on or something. Jerry, my take on this was this is why I thought that there were multiple creatures. I was like, oh, there's a sea creature that's like swimming around. To me, it was either like a creature that was in the water and either the tail or like maybe some back plates like ripped through the bridge and like tore the bridge in half and he was on the other side of the bridge mm. that the other guys were on and then as far as like how the bridge collapses down i don't know I, at that point well what what i like about the setup of this scene is it uh, crushed by clover's tail according to the fandom J- jason hawkins is in the cloverpedia <laughs> oh wow <laughs> the cloverpedia nice uh yeah he, he was crushed by the tail According to this. All right. Yeah. Well, if it's on Cloverpedia, you know it's true. <laughs> yeah. um, but what I like about this sequence is there is a bit of a, a lull, but it's still kind of fascinating and terrifying at the same point because you've got thousands of people trying to cross the bridge getting out. It is very much uh, the kind of thing that you'd see, especially today with everyone having cell phones and everything, mm-hmm. like just this evacuation, this panic of people filing together and you realize that if something goes wrong there could be a fucking stampede and when you when rob gets separated from everybody else you think oh something's gonna happen to him yeah mm. but 
Greg Sestero is at the other end of it, and it turns out you're that- tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> but it's it's a nice bit of a misdirect because it turns out the terror is coming from the other end, and Rob is actually at the vantage point when people start running the other I way. I love the misdirection when one person's like, "What are you guys doing? I'm the one who's leading us to safety," and then yeah. they get fucking rocked. Um, Not only that, but this is uh, speaking from like a sort of a writing perspective is when a character in this sort of a movie, like a disaster movie dies and uh, it's kind of the catalyst of a a sequence that puts our characters in in mortal danger. Yeah, that I like because it it makes their death mean something, doesn't it? Yeah. The tail takes down Greg Sestero (laughs) and that causes the bridge to collapse. Yeah. So that to me has more connective tissue than just he died. And then they move on past the bridge. You know what I mean? Right. Well, yeah, because now they also have to, if they're going to escape, they have to find a completely different way out. And you see those wires snapping as TJ runs with the uh, good effect because yeah. he's literally like Indiana Jones, like snapping live. Every step he takes, uh, if he just takes one back, he's dead. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, they make it out, though, to the streets. Lily is freaking out about Jason Sestero. As, you know, she dated the guy, and now he's dead. Rob is catatonic. That's his brother. Does anybody want something to drink? <laughs> it's 6.46 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is interesting. <laughs> and TJ tries to tell him sorry. But they need to go like condolences. But we need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Rob gets the call. But nope. Battery's dead. So he runs off. Does like instinctual. He's He's got a one track mind and that's to get to Beth. So he has to go charge his phone and he runs into this electronic yeah, store. There's, there's, there's looting. Looted, yeah, yeah, there's looting. Because, of course, you know, that's exactly <laughs> where Wherever there's disaster, there's looting. What happened? Disaster happened 20 minutes ago? All right, let's get down Dude, to the do you fries have, electronics you and have grab a what house we can. Anymore? You, you got to have a house. You should loot a house first and then loot a TV. Yeah, you just, just squat on a house. You're like, you guys went to go get the appliances. What are you going to plug it into? My electricity that doesn't exist right now because there's like a huge blackout? But Well, it's it, to me, like this movie covers 9-11, but also gets into some Katrina, which was only a few years before. It was a, almost a bigger story than the storm was, yeah. the, was the aftermath in New Orleans. Yeah. Christ. Let's throw it all in there. I'm Matt Reeves. I remember. I, I just think <laughs> it's not something that haunts me. But I remember, like, at the very beginning of Hurricane Katrina, like, I just remember, <laughs> like, having a conversation when I was working with at Blockbuster with my boss at the time. And I just remember being an arrogant little fucker and being like, it's just a big storm. Like, why do they, like, what's the oh, big deal? Man. Like, I get it. We're like, going to cut this out. And then, like, <laughs> no, and then it was like, out. it was a couple, like, days later, I'm like, oh, okay, this yeah. is bad. Not- this is really bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were just talking about 9-11 the other day. Where were you? And I'll t- the, my answer is not impressive. It's actually pretty disappointing. I was in middle school and I thought, like, this is bad, but dot, dot, dot. Haven't we seen worse? And then I realized I didn't realize the fucking extent until later. I, I, yeah. I felt since we're it didn't just on hit the, me. I felt just because we're on the subject of it. I, I my experience with it was I had that year of high school. I had my first hour off because mm-hmm. it was supposed to be like a homeroom hour. So I just arranged it so that I don't have to come in for that first hour, and I started at 9 o'clock instead of 8 o'clock. So I saw the second plane like on TV as uh, it happened, yeah. and I had oh. to leave for work or for school, and I got to school, and like nobody else had known, 
And I was like waiting. And then the, like the first class wow. started or what everyone else's second class. And I'm like, do you guys know what just happened? Like we should probably like turn on the radio or something like that. Mm. And I remember having to tell my first class and then like, you were the Paul Revere of the second plane <laughs> within just, just for that one math <laughs> class. And then like within 15 minutes of the class starting, like teachers were coming in and being like, Hey, mm. like, um, oh. Something's happening. And Jerry just leans back and goes, told you. <laughs> Feels good to be right. And then I, I do remember a girl in my class later on that day, we were all sitting down and we were all listening to just the radio and the news and stuff. And uh, she poked me in the back and I turned around and she goes, is this a day that will live in infamy? She like, fucking <laughs> worded it that way? Yeah. And I was just like, well, yeah. I mean, she probably. fucking worded it that way? Maybe. Well, I think maybe she was she trying had... to be funny and clever, but like, it was like, yeah, like it actually will. <laughs> like it's, it's yeah. a bad day. I'm just thinking because uh, Pearl Harbor had come out like two weeks before that. Maybe she'd seen that. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> maybe it was something. That's just very specific wording there. That's good because I really like Josh Hart did and uh, Ben Affleck. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> um, Back to uh, Ian. Where were you when the Cloverfield Monster uh, took oh, down New York? Oh wait, I, I was in no. a theater watching it. Where was I on 9/11? Maybe? Yeah, oh, okay. I was trying to be cute, which is not funny. We we cut that out too. <laughs> uh, no, I was at work, the same job I've had for almost 20 years or 21 years. Mm. Um, they sent us home early because we were uh, working right by the Comed plant mm. on the north side. So they thought if they're doing like targets, that might be one of them. So the Comed plant. If I was a terrorist, mm-hmm. well, I mean, uh, like, you want to knock out a lot of <laughs> power right away. Go yeah. ahead. But uh, yeah, so me and some coworkers went back to my uh, my apartment and we walked to Burger King and then we walked back and watched like the footage all day long. We were like, what the fuck is this? And yeah. you know what? We were so upset. We only ate half our Whoppers. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we plowed through those burgers, man. <laughs> Who knows? And I'll never I forget that, that meal. Sorry. <laughs> fuck, I'm going to need another one this day. <laughs> Treat Whoppers like alcohol. I'm getting hungry. Is yeah. that bad? Yeah, it is. Yes. We're talking about fucking 9-11 here. Moving back to the movie here. Um, the movie, there? Yeah, he, yeah, okay, yeah, thank you. So you're getting dialing me back in. <laughs> uh, so Rob gets a call, note batteries out. They go to an uh, electronic store. He charges his phone. There's looting going on. News, they, they just went through the bridge collapse. They get to watch it now on the news afterwards. Like, yeah, we just went through that. Yeah, they had a, a helicopter showed up pretty, like a news chopper showed up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. This whole thing was man-made, goddammit. It's a fucking conspiracy. <laughs> there were fucking charges in, all around the fucking building just waiting to be fucking taken down. The Alex Jones paradox. <laughs> Prisonplanet.com. <laughs> Take this bone powder. Buy your nutraceuticals. Drink your semen with your bone powder. Make you big and strong like me. Alex Jones. 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 There's some money shots of the monster, kind of. Just a little bit. They tease you a little bit. With the monster on the news, yeah, and the yeah, military—it's just, just flashing a, a nipple, and you're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, just let me see the whole thing." I'm fucking, which, which kind of brings us back to <laughs> Janet Jackson, no, right? Sorry. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking John Bolton and the military show up for a mandatory evacuation. I'm being political. They show up because they're very military-minded. It's all shoot, 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 shoot. Why don't we fucking be pacifists and fucking be friends with the fucking monster? 
Yeah. Am I right? They don't even try that in this movie. Sorry. Jerry's lo- I looked at Jerry, looked away. <laughs> he literally looked away. <laughs> I'm just not going to keep this, this bit going. That was a great bit. Uh, so there's a mandatory evac. Everyone stop looting fucking to watch the military trying to fight. They're, Ooh, shooting over looting? Cool. And they watch the military trying to fight. There's little debris coming off the monster. It's. I mean, I, I kind of like the sequence, though, like... Yeah, because like they're not. It's almost like in Star Wars where you like like Han runs around the corner and then there's a bunch of stormtroopers. It's like you're looking Mm -hmm. one way and then they turn around and it's like, (laughs) it's like fucking everyone's raining fire on this thing. Yeah, and it looks like he's like shedding like little bits of skin or something, but like the skin's coming to life, man. They're like little spiders. They got little legs. Those aren't little bits of skin, and if they are, they're only little fucking lives themselves. They got wet and they're multiplying now. They're walking around attacking people. And clearly they've eaten after midnight because and that thing is pissed. Don't they don't don't let them bite you because according to Cloverfield rules, that's real bad. We're hey, gonna find out. Here's a good rule. Don't let any giant creature bite you. <laughs> Wait like a it's minute. fuck Wait Cloverfield a rules. Like I don't care if it's a giant Wait. thing that can bite your head off. Wait a second, Ian, because I'm gonna poke a hole here. Uh-oh. Okay. Which giant creature would you welcome a bite from? Um, what do you mean welcome a bite from? <laughs> yeah. I know I'm trying to dismantle your argument. There's no way to dismantle it. Anything with giant teeth is going to hurt. A shark, well, a, a dinosaur, an acclay, it doesn't matter. It's going to hurt. <laughs> Maybe right. the 50-foot woman. Iverson it's not like, oh, you can let that thing mentioned. bite you. It's fine. Like that's cool, but mm. if you let this thing bite you, you're going to bleed from the eyes like Lizzie Kaplan. Yeah, it's not I mean, I guess that's a bad symptom. I guess I would take a T-Rex bite cuz there's no symptoms of eye bleeding as far as we know. <laughs> as far as you know. Right. They just they tend to the grab you while you're sitting might. on the toilet, you I mean, know. I she was like, bleeding from her eyes, she was bleeding from her whatever. Oh, uh, bleeding it political again. Attracting bears with her <laughs> menstrual blood. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Didn't he say... Uh, he probably said that on the news recently. <laughs> At Errorless Quill 9, thank you for Cloverfield. <laughs> and I hope you enjoy the family entertainment. Menstrual blood attracting Cloverfield monsters. Uh, Rob gets on the phone. Finally, it's charged. Uh, the wall apparently fell on Beth at her house, and she's bleeding, and she can't move. She, she says specifically, help me, Rob. I mean, what the fuck would you do now if you were Rob? I'd be like, oh, damn it. Wait, is wait is uh, Travis still there? Well, we don't ever find out what happened to Travis. Which Are you talking to me or the other Rob? Which <laughs> Rob are you talking about? <laughs> you left my going away party, didn't you, early? So You and Jonah had to leave early because <laughs> I offended you. So why should I come help you? Shoes on the other foot. Wall is on. You. So, (laughs) I don't know. Rob leaves to get to Beth in Midtown. That's like all the way across town. So many blocks away. And it's suicide, but they're a suicide squad because they go. Yeah. And Rob goes. The giant beam. And we do have a bunch of fucking faceless creatures that are being that are attacking. Who's your favorite member of the suicide squad? All we need. uh, I don't fucking killer croc. Margot Robbie's shorts. Uh, Slipknot. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Slipknot. <laughs> Adam Beach punches a woman and then gets his head blown up. That's the extent of his role. Uh, we can all agree that that's the best moment of that whole movie. I think. When Adam Beach tries to like, zip up the wall, <laughs> there really is. Um, and then TJ and Marlena reluctantly follow with uh, Lily. And uh, so now there's four of them. 
and uh, and they're leaving, and they go to the middle of a war zone. Military shoots, advances on the monster. We get a good look at its face as we go down to the subway, mm. and the characters take a moment to comment on how nuts that was. <laughs> then they press on, <laughs> yeah. and Rob plans to go to the other side of the street, or the other side of the the subway. And run where there's when there's a lull. That's his big. Plan. We'll just we'll just wait for a moment and then we'll run. <laughs> yeah, good plan. And TJ says, "You're fucking nuts, man. Gary Busey's my dad." <laughs> Ceilings. No, no, here, now let me ask trembling. you. Bring, this is a because this is a, a horror trope, if you will. The there's a monster looming outside and it's like trying to get you. A monster, creature, killer, whatever. And you hide somewhere. And like then there's that moment where like the creature passes you by. Mm-hmm. Now, do you? This is this goes back to my previous question. Do like, you yell an insult at it? No, not that. Do you, <laughs> hey, <you're> stupid! <laughs> hey, stupid! Do you pull out a flare and do you try to? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey! <laughs> when Jeff Goldblum is at Wizard World today in Chicago, <laughs> I should get a flare and try and get his attention hey, across hey, the hey. room. Oh, you'd get some attention, all right? <laughs> yeah, you'd be on the news. Get my ass handed to me. Set Literally handed to me. Here's your buns. Here's a little <laughs> ribbon on it. Slide them across the table. All right. Um, so yeah, the creature moves past you. Then like, mm-hmm. and it's like it's seemingly moving away. Mm-hmm. Now a lot of movies do the thing where the creature comes right back and it's like, Bleh. yeah. Do like Bleh. when when the creature passes you by, a lot of people are like then are like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. And yeah. like they, they start running. Or do you just stay in your in your spot? Where you're safe and you're like, the creature's out there, it's walking away, I'm going to stay here until I can you, figure shit out. It's like Double yeah. Dutch, you just, you got to be in it, you got to wait for the moment, you know? Like I a st- video game or something, the the AI's going that way, the NPC, yeah. I got to go this way now, you know? Sorry. I, I, no, I, I stay. I, because at that point, if he's walking away from you, you don't think there's much of a chance of right? him coming back and ripping down the building that you're on. Yeah. You wait at least 10 minutes. Exactly. Nobody mm. in movies gives it the 10 minute clearance of, like, are we actually okay? Maybe they didn't. There was a jump cut, bro. We had to watch the footage again. <laughs> I had to stop recording and go back. So they're in the subway. The characters take you, they press on. They go, and Rob plans to go to the street. Ceiling is trembling from outside. They're hiding. Rob gets a call from his mom. He tells her, Jason, Greg Sestero, you remember your son? Well, he's dead. So, and he cries. I can't talk right now, Mom. Wouldn't that be a a shitty way of putting it? Hey, you know your son? Well, he's dead. Well, he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Mom, you know your other son? You know your uh, other son? he's, He's not around anymore. So, Lily hugs him. Lights flicker. Shit's going on outside. TJ and Marlena kind of have a brief moment together. Mm-hmm. They are interrupted, though, by Rob saying they will walk down the tunnels, the train tunnels. They can't expect a train, so they'll be fine. So they do, but it's really dark, like pitch black. They didn't They didn't think about the ghost train that yeah. can come down. And <laughs> like an, it got Winston. It can get them, too. <laughs> they get a flashlight, and uh, it's better, but it's still dark. And TJ talks about the possibility of uh, the Meg existing, essentially. <laughs> you know, they've been experimenting by, you know, with the hey guys, sea creatures. Just to give the audience a little more, what happens if this was man-made? Yeah. <laughs> Here's a little... Food for thought. <laughs> Anybody? No, we're not going to take that? All right, I'll drop the ball here and we'll move on. What if the creature's me? No. <laughs> what if I'm the creature? <laughs> so, Marlena... He says, uh, oh, that's a funny moment. Like, he's like, oh, what is she calls out a pop culture character or like and he's like, oh, you know that, too. Oh, um, 
Yeah, he says something. I just remember the gar- her comeback. Oh, Garfield. Oh, yeah, oh, you're, oh, oh my God. Well, that's heard the, him? the yeah. What was her the first comeback? Thing is that... Garfield? But I remember. Uh, fuck it. Anyway, like, oh, she you makes know, she makes a good smart. You know ass Santa reference. Claus? She goes, oh yeah, you know you know of Gar? Are you aware of Garfield? Yeah, it's like we don't we're not sharing a connection, guy. Is her point? Like everybody it was like knows a superhero who, uh, thing or something like Superman. Oh, Superman. It was yeah. Superman. You, you know, know Superman? Superman? <laughs> yeah. It's like oh oh yeah well, oh yeah. my god, you know Superman? Yeah. Like yeah, she's real smart ass about it. And then talk about flameless, flaming homeless guys that maybe hang out in the subway. Just more like funny haha jokes before the real shit goes down. They see a bunch of rats, and this is kind of cool because they're all running a certain way. Yeah. Away, like where they're heading. Yeah, but just in the faster. opposite direction yeah. of where they're going. And they're like, well, we got to go faster. And it turns out they're running away from. Uh, well, TJ puts on the night vision on the camera. Yeah, because they can't see. It's pitch black. He's the only one who can see, which really, like, he has to tell them when to run, and which is immediately. Because as soon as he turns it on, he sees those little uh, crawlers, it's those it's little it's mini accolades. Big, creepy crawly <laughs> on the ceiling. And that's nice, because with the night vision, the first thing you see is the reflection of their eyes. And then yeah. you kind of notice their form. You're like, oh, shit. Oh, man. It's 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 crazy. It's like the descent or something. They. They all have to run down the tunnel and all the, the accolades chase them. And then Marlena saves TJ from one. She gets fucked up in the process. They escape through the door. Do they do that thing, though, that creatures do in movies where it's just like you start running away from it and then they attack? Yeah. Where it's like it, the thing kind of looks like a you, spider. And if there was a spider you, like on the ceiling and I start running away, the spider's not going to be like, oh, come back here, you. like. <laughs> that well, would be an, oh, a scary spider. Yeah, but these these things, I, the, the, the one counter i would have that is that when you see them falling off the cloverfield monster in that other footage like the nuge footage yeah, they do they are very aggressive like yeah, they look like they're, they're on the hunt yeah um and it does remind me of a scene from uh from aliens you know, when they're in the room and they, they got the little sensor meter like oh my mm-hmm. god they should be right here in the room with us yeah. and they, he lifts up the the vent to you know inside the ceiling and mm-hmm. they're all there and like immediately once he sees them they see him yeah. or whatever and they start down. It's almost like your action prompts their action. Yeah, it's but sometimes they're just malicious in their intents. And yeah. I think in this case, those little guys are fucking evil. Yeah. Um, but the TJ and the crew, they they I think they kind of stole in like a maintenance hatch, kind of like the set of split uh, <laughs> in like the terminal. And Marlena, she gets she got slashed in the back pretty bad. And uh, yeah, she's got some. Yeah. oozing puncture wounds. Yeah, it doesn't look good. It's deep. And TJ thanks her for saving him. And uh, Rob suggests they go up and look around. So at the station, they finally get out to the 59th Street station. <laughs> and they, oh, uh, kitty. And uh, they're at the department store now. It's like a Sears kind of. It's like connected maybe to the 59th Street station. Clothing everywhere. Marlena's woozy. Okay. And uh, military finds them at the store. they like, they always come off more as enemies at first. Yeah, the military is is, how it is. They're never like, "Are you okay?" But they're for the most, they're pretty safe in this. Like they kind of get him to safety, and they're going to get him to a chopper. And even Rob tells them, like, once they get to their their kind of um, their tent or something, he says, "Listen, guys, I got to go save Beth in Midtown." They're like, "You don't want to be there." Yeah. He's like, "I'm going to go. You you could just shoot me if you want, yeah. but I'm going to go." And the military just they. I think they have to escape because some shit goes down. Well, pretty much immediately, immediately, like right after he's like, I'm going to go. You can shoot me. Then Lizzie Kaplan's all like, hey, I'm bleeding from the eyes. And they're like, get out of the 
fucking road. She <laughs> is the kind of the distraction that they need to get. To Major uh, diversion created yeah, in I this guess room. If if that wasn't if it wasn't for Lizzie turning because of the bite, and they 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 all know, which is really kind of cool. The military knows that bites you should not fuck around with. Yeah, uh, uh, and they, everybody they, should the, know. The military, like they all seem to be a couple steps ahead aware. of. And well, I, like I think that. because in, as yeah. they're coming into this tent, we do see a few people on stretchers, <clears> and <throat> one guy in particular, they just flashed right by him. He looked like his chest had exploded. <clears throat> so they've probably been dealing with this for and you they, know, a, a few minutes, if not <laughs> hours. Yeah, that's interesting. You said because they probably didn't want to be too reminiscent of, of an alien, but they still wanted to be have their cake and eat it too so yeah. you get that flash of a chest burst you see the aftermath of one you see the beginning of one but you don't get to see the actual chest they're bursting. relying on our own pop culture knowledge exactly. to fill in the blanks <laughs> we're, then, we're all spider-man in this situation i was about to say it saves peter in uh, infinity war so why not uh, mr stark <laughs> mr stark can you make a sandwich and squish it real flat squish for it real me flat for no mr. crust stark. mr stark <laughs> we have this running gag of, of like a baby. constantly asking tony stark for a sandwich it it's because that sandwich part in homecoming he's like can you squish it flat for me <laughs> like what do you do squish your own fucking sandwich <laughs> yeah. um she turns they get out and then rob presses on to midtown and then uh lily and tj then there were three they they press on and uh, Rob says they got to go. And they head to her apartment. And it's the Leaning Tower of Pisa. It's such a cool visual. Yeah. Like when they see it and, yeah. they, and they realize that they're going up there. <laughs> it's <laughs> like it's kind of not, I hate to be evocative of 9-11 like this. But it's like if the two towers, if, if one of the towers started leaning on the other and right. they didn't take down the other. Yeah. It just kind of stayed there. So they have to get to Beth, who is in one of the Leaning Towers. But they're gonna go up to the through the straight one first, and then cl- that's pretty smart. Yeah, it actually the, is the, a pretty good. It's the one good piece of uh, inf- uh, advice that but TJ on gives. The fucking thirty uh, ninth floor, and I thought this is gonna be our third act. This is a big like journey. This is like the raid redemption bigger. They, they got to get past all these alien little guy, little accolades. Nope, that's not what no, we're doing. No, <laughs> they get um, like handily to the 39th floor, even though the elevators are clearly busted. They they cuts and they're like already up to like 38. All right, we're at 39. So they're in the stairwell. TJ suggests that the government made the monster or maybe it was an accident. You decide, audience. <laughs> yeah. Uh, still we need something to talk about while we're walking upstairs. So. Yeah. So they this is when they kind of they go from one building to the leaning one to get to Beth's apartment and they make it over. Jets are flying overhead to kind of add to the scope of this thing. Well, cuz I, I think one thing we may have glossed over is they've announced the the ticking clock now. Mm. Oh uh, yeah. in the tent is that they're sending in an airstrike at, uh, at 6 a.m. they're going to come in they're going right. to take yeah, out they're going to do one more assault against the creature and if that doesn't work they're going to take out the entire that. island. <laughs> yeah. I forgot that. Once yeah. uh once Lizzie Kaplan gets quarantined then yeah general exposition comes in and tells them exactly what's going to happen for the third act of this movie yeah, it's major and then exposition. he's like go out there this is the street you need to well, go well guys here's your path go here's the thing new york ends with lizzie kaplan <laughs> so she dies you all die and uh they make it over yeah the jet's flying they make it to her place and she's got like a steel girder like through her torso i think it, no it's shoulder. like it's through her shoulder like yeah, J- just Impales. just outside of like the heart area, like it, it, it's it's a you, mir- uh, it's miraculous that she's alive. For you uh, student filmmakers, all you have to do is tuck it under your armpit and add a bunch of blood, and it looks <laughs> like it went through your body. Yeah, for Help you me out budget with, makers, this just occurred to me. Uh, 
as far as the timing of this goes, mm. she and Jonah left the party. And not that I long thought about after this too. Where is, is Jonah? when, well, no, no, well, Jonah's probably dead. dead. Uh, or he, you know, I don't know. But they left the party, and then, like, within 10 minutes or so, the creature attacks. Mm-hmm. How the fuck did they get all the way across yeah, she got her place? all the way to Midtown and up into her place. And probably a quickie only, with, with Jonah. With enough time to <laughs> be injured in the building. Yeah. Like, My only guess, guys? Jump cuts, bro. <laughs> Maybe an hour passed, and the brothers were talking on that roof for like an hour, and then the fucking shit went down. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's Maybe possible. it was sulking. Maybe the version of the tape that we're seeing that the military guy is reviewing was edited. Mm. Like, I just want to see the best yeah, stuff. Yeah. Get this fucking drama out of here, but give me just a little bit for the story. <laughs> I just want the action, damn it. <laughs> That's actually interesting that you present. They had to show this footage to the military, but they had to make it cinematic for yeah. the military. <laughs> and they did a great job. This is very entertaining. I would actually market this as a film God if this wasn't it. a top secret military operation. <laughs> you know that that's not far off from how shit is actually happening right now. Oh, Area 51, stuff. guys, September whatever. We're Go all going to storm it. Yeah. Ooh. We're going to do that. We're going to find the Gl- Cloverfield monster. Yeah, that's Area what's, 51 that's what's next there. month. On September 51st. <laughs> September Walt, 51st, With Walt guys. Disney's head. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> All right, guys, we're storming September 51st, Area 51. (laughs) When's it going to get here? (laughs) It's October 12th, so I guess. How many weeks do we have left? Fuck. Is it it this year? Is it a leap year? (laughs) And uh, they have to, like, lift her up nice and easy off this uh, girder. But before that, she's like, you came back for me, Rob. You came back for me. He goes, I should like, yeah, it doesn't seem like it was really. I literally thought that when she arrived that she was dead. And I was going to be like, that's awesome if they went through all of this shit for nothing. Nice twist. That would be that's more of a Ryan Johnson move, Jer, (laughs) than a Matt Reeves move. (laughs) They 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 conferred about they discussed it. I don't know. Maybe Matt Reeves would throw the lightsaber over his shoulder in the first five (laughs) minutes. Maybe he wouldn't. I don't know. But um, Dan is still bitter about that lightsaber. uh, People more people come around, though. I feel more validated. I never had a problem with it. But yeah, I, I thought I never, you were I never, coming around too. I never had a problem with the movie in general. But didn't you rewatch it recently and say, "Yeah, it's not perfect"? Didn't you give me I, something I've, here, I, some space? Maybe, but I haven't watched it in a long time. I, I, I've only seen the movie twice. I've seen I it in the theater and then once at home. I don't want people to hate it. I just want them to feel my pain <laughs> when it comes to the Last Jedi, uh, and I think they do. You know. But anyway, this is a uh, Cloverfield, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think so. They lift her up nice and easy. Ouch. They see the monster just across the way, out the the open wall slash window, mm-hmm. um, and they make their way out. They climb to that other building, the safer one, mm-hmm. and uh-oh, once they get to that safer one, little guys, little Ackley's crawling around <laughs> everywhere. I like episode two better than The Last Jedi. <laughs> People wow. are throwing their shit right now. <laughs> They're crashing their cars. On the streets, explosions. It's still crazy. The monster is still at it, and a tank gets stomped on. Pretty gnarly. They meet up. Now they're street level. They meet up with the military. They get on the next chopper out. Lily goes alone. It's kind of sad. She's got her hands pressed against the yeah. glass. Yeah, well, they, they, yeah, they only have so is much room on the, at the helicopters. They rush her up. No, I think she's... Did she get bit? No. She's not fine. like that. She's just out. She Good. pieces out of the movie, right? Good. And that's the thing. Is like I, When I was watching, I was like, oh, does she get swatted or something by the helicopter? I forgot that I think she does make it. it. I think... Does it go down? Let's check the Cloverpedia. Oh, I'm God. serious here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys vamp a little. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. Lily's if if Jessica Lucas dies in this movie, then I'm sad because she deserves to live of all of the, uh, Jessica, uh, uh, Lily or Beth? Who do you like more? Huh? 
I, I've well, always... we don't get to know Beth that well. But yeah, but you see her. I, mean. <laughs> I would not. I would not. You're talking I would not talking choose. objectively. I've got a thing for Odette Yasmin, um, who played yeah, yeah. Beth, um, and Jessica Lucas. So I can't. I can't decide. I'll take Here's Jessica. Uh, Jessica seems like she'd be a more interesting evening. We're, uh, according to MTV News, <laughs> Reeves. This is straight from Matt Reeves. Okay. He says, uh, "Does Lily survive chlorophyll?" He says, "It does seem that way." Rob and Beth would have to survive being buried alive, but such a thing has happened, so they very well could be alive. But it does seem more likely that Lily may have survived. Potentially, all will be revealed at some point, depending on the next story we do. That was April two thousand eight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh. Uh, yeah, they really revealed a lot with the next one that it's they did. It's just like, is it slush show? Did Lily live? There's a lot of questions with this, uh, and it's classic well, Abrams lost. I'm gonna I'm gonna stuff. remove any slusho question because I don't know. Like, there's no reference to that in the movie. There is one guy's wearing a slusho t-shirt. That little oh. Easter egg. There. <laughs> okay, but there's nothing like plot-wise. Like, if if somebody introduced the 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 you element like, of slusho in in a, in a sequel, yeah. we'd be like, what the fuck is slusho? Have all you heard of uh, the Devil Inside? <clears throat> that found footage movie about exorcisms. I may have actually seen that. It ends with. <laughs> Our main character is about to die, and then it cuts to a title card saying, "For more information on this, what happened, go to this website that they oh, created." Are you fucking kidding me? Now, what you're to your point, movies do this. Sometimes they pick up the pieces with a, like an extracurricular activity to complete the story. Yeah. Maybe Cloverfield thought they can do that, but then backpedaled a little to bit. To me, to me, it doesn't count. Right, if, because if it's not in the narrative of the feature, and I get that, it's a very valid point, then yeah. it doesn't exist. Yeah. It's not part of the story. It's headcanon at that point, yes. and, I, and I, I am not one to really follow well, headcanon very often. They were probably going to <coughs> dig a little deeper with that. It just never came to fruition. Might still, but probably not. Yeah, at this guess. point, it seems like it's too far out. Like, And that paradox was critically not received well and it, they don't reveal numbers on Netflix so I don't know how well it did commercially but I don't to me and like I know we're in this transition world but anything that premieres on Netflix is a failure <laughs> I mean Damn. that's that's kind of how I feel about it it's just there's like there's the breakout hits there's, there's I mean like, yeah. and I'm I'm you so know all the boys I, I love before we're probably like the last generation that like actually may even care that much about the movie theater like mm. to me if it doesn't come out in theaters it doesn't even feel that official to me that's like a, when i like this is a the really irishman argument the uh, uh roma <laughs> arguments it's yeah. yeah it's a bad example but i just remember like hearing about joe dirt 2 yeah, cr- being crackle. on crackle and being that's like that's joke. not a movie <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> exist that's not a agreed thing. <laughs> regardless of platform that is not a movie agreed but we would talk about irishman apples and oranges you know right but even that one to me is just like why mm. like why would netflix finance it? i mean i get it because no one's going to the movies but like plus <sighs> they have lots of money that they're willing to throw at filmmakers like 200 million and they in order for oscar qualifications they yeah. have to actually have some theatrical and just run. to to appease let's face it to appease scorsese yeah it's got to be in theaters man it's got to fucking be in theaters <laughs> uh so the um uh, we're, we're reaching the end here um they tank it sometime they meet up with it lily gets taken away and i think she, i if you ask me i think she lives i do too yeah well you don't see her die so as far as i'm concerned she lives yeah uh, thank god because and once our characters I couldn't handle that <laughs> get in their helicopter and they get lifted up it's not long before they're back down to the ground uh yeah what did they what happens they 
see Cheetah shooting the monster back down on the surface. Yeah, he's like shooting down below. Yeah. And then that's when the airstrike comes in and you see like the the stealth bomber like dropping all of this munitions it's on it. It's crazy. Yeah. And these and the monster disappears in like all of this smoke and fire and he's like, "Yeah, we finally got it." And then <laughs> yeah. it roars, yeah, it roars up. Yeah. And like smacks down their helicopter as if he's like, "Fuck you, TJ Miller." Yeah. <laughs> and you think the movie's going to end maybe there, cut to black, helicopter down. No, we got a few more minutes. It's down, but they all three of them survived. And Poor they, shit. <laughs> they drag Rob out of the chopper, and then a minute later, TJ, they, he doesn't realize that there's a the monster is right behind him. Yeah. He turns around, and he tilts up, and it's the first, we get that brain, that pulsating brain exterior of the monster. Yeah. Low, and it just faces him like straight on. This is the clearest shot you get of the monster before it just chomps him. And you see his teeth kind of moving, his jaws moving. You see some, maybe some legs swinging around. Something. It's bloody. Vaguely. I think, yeah, I think it like kind of chomps him in half because when he falls, you see his, you can see his head. Yeah. It's like right off camera. Or it's like gnarly. Yeah. And uh, the camera's back on. Survived the fall. TJ did not <laughs> from that. And they, uh, uh, Rob and Lily, they hide out and they, not Lily, uh, Beth. Beth. Beth's with them. They hide out and they cry and they panic. Beth says, I'm so scared in a panicked tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Rob gives his testimonial now. And he tells the story to the survivors. Makes Beth do it too. He's like, but you fucking do it too. He's like, I don't want to. You fucking do it too, Beth. <laughs> and I fucking saved your life. A douche to the end. <laughs> and uh, she gives her testimonial. Sad, sad, sad. Boom. They get hit with debris from explosion, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like the, all their surroundings just crumble on them. That's when the footage cuts. Well, well uh, not, we, not before yeah. they both confess their love to each other. On the Coney Island? Oh, yeah, to them as the debris falls. Yeah, he's romantic. like, Beth, Beth, look at me. Look at me. I love you. And yeah. then she goes, I love you. And then cut to Coney Island. And she doesn't love him. <laughs> she loves Travis. Well, she had just gotten hit in the head with fiery debris. So, you know. I'd, I'd love anyone who saved my life from a... Certain doom. All right. Uh, so they go to co- the Coney Island. The footage it cuts back to yeah. The and then apparently, if you look closely, there's a little uh, Easter egg in the background. Yeah. And uh, that's the end of the movie. Cuts to black. Directed by Matt. And, like no music or anything. It just kind of takes you right out of it, like a Blair Witch type of situation. Yep. And uh, the movie, all in all, the reason I wouldn't watch it again. Is because it's kind of a bummer. You know where it's going to go. And that's the thing about movies like Rogue One. Spoiler. (laughs) Where all the characters die. You know where it's heading. I don't need to see it again. Yeah, it's something about like the journey itself is not so exciting and so fun Mm -hmm. that the ending is like you forgive it. You know, it's just kind of like. I don't know what it is. Like, I I don't need a happy ending all the time. It's just I don't need to rewatch a movie with a super sad, tragic ending. Yeah, this is one that's yeah. like there's not much replay value in it once you've seen it. I mean, I'm I'm happy I watched it. Like, this yeah. I, I I never saw it before. Mm-hmm. Um, this is uh my first viewing, and I was totally content uh with everything that I saw. And it's it's fine. It's like like I said, it's Godzilla meets uh, Blair Witch, found footage monster movie. It's a pretty good hook. Do you? They handle it. It's paced well. Do you think this? Well, I mean, because the movie was a success, so mm-hmm. I don't even want. I was gonna say, like, do you think it would be better if it actually had just Godzilla? If it was a Godzilla found footage Godzilla, or a, just a kaiju? That's a good question because um, I haven't seen the 2014 Godzilla, but I feel I think they might have played the uh, the uh, Jaws rules 
less is more. Yeah, and I I heard to to they a, kept it the a detriment gr- of the movie. I, <laughs> what I heard, like a ground level perspective, and then in the third act they actually have a big fight out. Mm. Uh, do you see 2014 Godzilla? Unfortunately, Jared, a good question, which is if this was a Godzilla found footage movie and it wasn't Cloverfield, would it be better or worse? <sighs> I think it'd be better. I don't know. I, I like the, cool. I, I like the unbranded nature of it, the mysteriousness yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, now I'll bet you, if this were like, like let's it say was this, a backdoor Godzilla, let's reboot. say let's say this was the Casino Royale of a Godzilla franchise, mm-hmm. where like they're rebooting it and like knowingly this rebooting is, it. This is kind of like the origin movie of. Godzilla, like this is, you know, like I, I, I'm kind of buying what you're selling. Here. I, I kind, I feel like that would provide more replay value because you'd be like, it's a Godzilla movie. Yep, you know, because like it's right now, canon, like, even yeah. if everyone dies at the end of a Godzilla movie, it's like in the scheme of things, it's about Godzilla. It's not about this monster. And yeah. I guess that's the difference. I haven't quite invested as much in this uh, Cloverfield monster. I'm, yeah, I'm coming around on this. I think the key is is at the end, like you call the movie Cloverfield. But at the end, someone refers to it as, God- as like, Godzilla. Like it is, yeah, it's completely bad. I, or like it's a surprise. I'm into yeah. this. Godzilla like, oh, begins. Oh, shit. It yeah. was just Jer- a Godzilla movie the whole time? <laughs> I yeah. think you just fixed the 2014 Godzilla and Cloverfield. So <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> movies. They nice. should have been one in the same. <laughs> yeah, just converge the two. You can still have Aaron Taylor Johnson and uh, uh, no. uh, Olsen. No. no. You didn't like him in it? No. Okay. <laughs> you didn't see that's coming? Uh, <laughs> um, now I'm depressed. Now I'm just asking... I'm just left asking after finally seeing this movie, after all the buildup, after three movies, I ask, why do we need three vague movies about this half imaginative venture if you allow me to be so cynical? I Yeah, I don't. I mean, considering how disconnected the sequels seem to be, uh, I don't understand the whole point of this being a franchise. I don't think either. they do either. Yeah. Uh, it's because it made a shit ton of money. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. And I think. Ching, 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 ching. Yeah. And I think uh, it, we kind of see the progression. We see this blockbuster hit. And then 10 Cloverfield Lane comes out. It does all right-ish. Yeah. But then the third movie's on Netflix. And I think I feel like that's the do you d- think, uh, do you diminishing think, returns. Do you think the fourth one just goes full-on satire and it's like Clovernado? Cloverfield or movie. Yeah. Oh, like Sharknado? <laughs> yeah. I would I would pay to see it. They could do anything. Like I said, Western Cloverfield. <laughs> I really don't know where they're going. But frankly, I don't care as much i'm like a five out of ten on the scale here <laughs> so yeah it, it is definitely although i did like the cloverfield paradox a lot i if mm-hmm. i never see another cloverfield tie-in movie i'll be just fine mm. well there you have it that's it we can't, let me trying to come up with a, a joke or something here to end it on <laughs> hi mark there you go <laughs> right. bye mark oh bye mark <laughs> Well, that is Cloverfield from 2008, as recommended to us by at errorlessquill9. It's or that six, easy, guys. I don't have the number. Braden Young. Uh, I said it again. <laughs> if oh, that is your real if name. that is your real name. Dude. Thank you for the suggestion. Oh, dude. Um, <laughs> that's not what he sounds like. <laughs> dude, you doxed him, dude. Oh, <laughs> like, dude. Is, that, is that your impression of this guy you've never seen or met? That's the internet. Oh, okay. That's fine. On the, the internet. The hey. internet can Are you guys doing? blow me. Um, you love me. It's true because that's where all of our listeners come from. Um, but uh, yes, 85 minutes, Cloverfield from 2008. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter where you can make your own suggestions for movies just like uh, Mr. B.Y. himself. That's right. Um, and uh, that is it for us this week. Ian, you'll be back one more time in this last stretch of 90. Oh. In Halloween month, we're going to be 
coming up on that. But uh, spoilers, cannot wait. We're doing scary movies. <gasps> yeah, all month. Talk not, about a twist. Not the scary movie. Franchise. You didn't see that coming. <laughs> uh, that is it for this week. I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. I'm Ian Simmons. That's a wrap. Yeah.